0: Hello and thanks for tuning in to Hand to Hand in the Trenches, a missionary story podcast. I'm Sarah Hickam. And I'm Kimberly Croker.
1: And we are your hosts for this episode of Hand to Hand. Hand to Hand is a ministry outreach at Charity Baptist Tabernacle in Amarillo, Texas. Hand to Hand is a missionary story podcast that tells the true stories of Christians around the world who've hazarded their lives for the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ.
0: and welcome to the second episode of the story of W. Wyeth Willard, a Navy chaplain in the Solomon and Gilbert Islands during the Second
1: World War. You'll recall from last week's episode that Chaplain Willard is credited with serving more consecutive days under constant enemy fire than any other chaplain in U.S. Navy or Marine Corps history.
0: Chaplain Willard was awarded the Legion of Merit the Navy's highest honor for his service at Tamera in the Gilbert Islands in 1943. He also received two presidential citations for meritorious service
1: under fire, but the most important service that Chaplain Willard was concerned with was serving the Lord. He cared deeply for the souls of the young men fighting on those islands. We continue the story where
0: last week the fighting had begun on the small adjacent islands a tanabago and Guavitu.
2: Although we were exhausted after two days of caring for the wounded and burying the dead, it was very difficult to fall asleep. When dawn came, some of our boys killed three Japanese snipers under the ruins of a small building. I later paced off the distance from where I was sleeping to where the snipers were at. I found it to be about 50 yards.
1: Later that day, a private approached Chaplain Willard.
2: Chaplain, I have a confession to make. Could I trouble you for a minute? Go ahead, Private. No one is listening except for myself. When I first saw you on board the ship, I thought to myself, why in the world are they bringing that fellow along? Oh, yes, I see what you mean. You thought that I was just a luxury, is that right? That's it, sir. Sir. I thought you were a non-essential, but after watching you on board the transport and here on Gavutu for the past two days, I've changed my mind. Well, thank you for the compliment, Private. That's very kind. I hope that you realize that nothing in this world is more important than where your soul will spend its eternity.
0: Another such conversation took place with a young man from New York,
1: On board, the ship he had displayed pronounced atheistic views. Chaplain Willard had come to the conclusion that this young man was more interested in arguing than anything else. But he ran up to Chaplain Willard within the first few days on Guavatu.
3: Chaplain,
2: if this keeps up much longer, I'll be thinking like you. Why do you say that? What's happened? A bullet zinged about a foot from my head. It was a narrow escape.
3: Besides, when I pass by that cemetery and look at the graves of my buddies, I say to myself, it might have been me. It might have been me. Chaplain, it makes me stop and think. I guess I'm not an atheist after all.
0: Chaplain Willard loved ministering to the Christian Marines that he served with, but nothing brought him greater joy than to be able to witness to the lost like that young
1: man. The convoy had been ordered away from Gravatu, so the men were on only two rations per day. But, as Chaplain Willard would make his rounds, he would find Japanese and Australian canned goods lying about. Also, some of the men would give him some of the canned goods that they had found. Each time he would bring more cans back
0: to the command post where his tent was, some of the men would begin singing,
1: bringing in the sheaves. Chaplain Willard, among his other duties of caring for the spiritual needs of the men, also had charge of the work party who took care of the cemetery. They constructed a strong stone wall with the broken cement from the ruins of foundations of old buildings. They also constructed a wooden archway
0: over each entrance. Over the main entrance, they placed a brass cross which they had found in some Japanese loot. They made a white wooden cross for each grave with the name of the fallen sailor or marine written in red.
1: On Sunday, August 16th, Chaplain Willard conducted services for the detachment at Tanimbogo and another one for the several hundred men on Guavatu. They met in full view of that cemetery, and Chaplain Willard, preached the gospel.
2: The Bible says in John chapter 3 in verses 14 through 16, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God sent his son Jesus to die for mankind as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. Today I lift up Jesus Christ to you. He is the only way to heaven. If you believe in him, you, my friend, will have eternal life. We stand next to a cemetery. Where lay the bodies of some of your friends? They have perished from this life, but those who were born again gained everlasting life. Don't go to hell, my friend, except the Savior.
0: 37 men came forward on Tanambago, and 42 of them gave their hearts to the Lord on Guavatu. Chaplain Willard found an open door with a lot of men because they were very conscious
1: of death. On August 18th, Chaplain Willard boarded a Higgins boat. A Higgins boat was a small boat used by the Navy to land Marines and supplies on beachheads during World War II. It could hold around 36 men. It could also transport jeeps and bulldozers to land. Chaplain Willard
0: was on his way over to the island of Tulugi to minister to the troops that were fighting over there. He stopped by the command post and was introduced to Brigadier General William H. Rupertus.
3: It's good to meet you, Chaplain. Which island do you come from?
2: Well, thank you, sir. I've been on the island of Gava, too.
3: I've heard the fighting is very intense there.
2: Yes, sir, It was much, much worse than we expected. The fighting has slowed down somewhat, but still very hot in some places. What can I do for you? Well, sir, I know the men on this island have been without church services ever since we landed, so I would like permission to conduct services for these units and those on Makambo.
3: You may conduct all the services you wish, anywhere on these islands chaplain well thank you sir
1: after securing the general's approval and sanction chaplain willard walked for nearly two miles to the area called blue beach
0: he met with the combats team commanding officer lieutenant colonel robert
1: e hill and arranged for services to be held for the men every man that could leave his post attended the meeting The men listened intently as Chaplain Willard preached to them the gospel from the word of God. After the meeting, it was too late to return
0: to Guavatu.
3: Chaplain, it's too late for you to return to your own command post in Guavatu. Why don't you stay here tonight? It'll be too dangerous for you to sail back in the dark. Thank you, Colonel Hill. We don't have many supplies. We were prepared for only a three-day battle. So we are one meal a day, and sleeping conditions are not the most comfortable. But we have a stretcher for you to use as a bed. Sorry, no pillow. That's all
2: right, sir. Thank
3: you very much. No, thank you. I appreciate you coming over here to Tulagi to preach to my men. I am a born-again Christian. Praise the Lord!
1: The two men became acquainted quite well and plans were made for Chaplain Willard to be escorted to the other side of the island to conduct services for the men over there.
0: About 5.30 that morning, they were startled awake by the thunder of guns. A Japanese destroyer lay not far from the shoreline
1: and was bombarding the island. Fortunately, this bombardment didn't last long and not much damage was done. So they crossed the island, and services were held for those men. Chaplain Willard also preached for a company of
0: Marines at a native village. These services were attended by 115
1: officers and men. At the invitation, 34 went forward. Among those who accepted Christ, was Captain Colby D. Howe of Hollywood, California, and Captain Earl J. Rouse of Ogden, Utah.
0: There seemed to be quite an appreciation at the three services held those two days. Again, Chaplain Willard was asked to stay because darkness was coming soon.
1: The Colonel offered Chaplain Willard a clean shirt and pair of pants. It had been quite a while since he'd had the opportunity to put on fresh clothes, and he felt like a king.
0: The following Sunday, Chaplain Willard conducted four services of the islands of Tanabago, Guavatu, and Tulagi. That evening, word was received that a Japanese task force was on its way to recapture the Solomon Islands. So Chaplain Willard stayed at Tulagi as guest of Colonel Hill, where the last service had been held.
1: They prepared for the enemy attack most of the night. Thankfully, this attack never came. On August 26th, Chaplain Willard moved his gear to his new quarters on Tulagi. Arrangements were
0: made for six services to be held the following Sunday. That Saturday, Chaplain Willard had to go back to Guavitu, so while he was there, he decided to wash his clothes.
1: He wrapped mosquito netting around his waist while he washed his clothes, but he didn't cover his chest and his back. He got sunburned very badly while waiting for his clothing to dry.
0: On Sunday, the services at Tanabago went well, but during the Guavatu service, he began to feel groggy. During the third service at King George
1: Field, Chaplain Willard collapsed from heat stroke. Chaplain Willard had recently been assigned an assistant, Sergeant William C. Corp., who cared for him while he was sick. The air raid alarm would go off, but he was too sick to move. Thankfully, no bombs fell on Tulagi during that time. A few days later, Chaplain Willard decided he
0: felt well enough to get up.
3: Sir, What are you doing out of bed? You should still be lying down. Sergeant, I
2: I feel a lot better and I've been lying around too long. I, I must get back to work.
3: But sir, I don't think you should be up yet.
2: Thank you, but I'm sure that I'm fine.
1: He felt good all that day, but that night it rained and he was soaked through. His fever returned and he had to return to bed for several more days. He was finally well and able to return to his work. The Marines were constantly on alert.
0: Very often the air raid alarm would sound and a few men would shout, Condition red. Everyone would scurry to the nearest foxhole.
1: Chaplain Willard found truth in the old saying, There are no atheists in the foxhole. He would add to that saying later by saying, There are no unbelievers when the big guns open up. He would also say, False philosophies dissolve before the reality of death. All becomes vain, but the Christian hope.
2: Sergeant Colt, are you ready to head over to the sick bay?
1: Yes, sir.
3: Private Sheldon is going to meet us there with his guitar.
2: Amen. Thank the Lord. I'm certainly glad that his guitar came in in that load of supplies recently.
3: Yes, sir. It sure is a blessing to have music to accompany the singing Sunday at the meeting for the wounded.
2: Yes, the Lord is good.
0: The three men would go together to visit the sick boys. Whenever they had meetings, Private Sheldon would play the guitar,
1: Sergeant Colp would read the scripture, and Chaplain Willard would preach. Many times the services were broken up by the sound of air raid alarms. The men would all hurry away to battle stations or to the safety of their foxholes. One day,
0: the Japanese had hit an American destroyer. A call came for all available doctors and corpsmen to assist the wounded.
1: Chaplain Willard boarded the damaged destroyer. Large shell fragments had pierced the radio room, killing the faithful operator. Fourteen men died at their posts. Hundreds of survivors had been brought to sickbay.
0: Many had suffered internal injuries from the explosions, and while many others were exhausted from exposure in the water, many of these men died from their wounds.
2: Sergeant Culp, fill that basin with water. I'll wash the faces, arms, and chests of these wounded while I try to comfort
3: them and give them the gospel. Yes, sir. These doctors and corpsmen are too busy treating their wounds. That's a great way for us to help out.
2: Private, would you like a wash? Yes, sir, please. There you are. You know, Private, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Could I read some scripture to you, Private?
1: Yes, that would be very good. It was awful out there, Chaplain. The men worked all day long and late into the night, washing the wounds and witnessing to these men. The U.S. Navy was locked in battle with enemy warships.
0: There were five services scheduled that morning, but not many men attended. Most were at battle stations preparing for another
1: attack. The Navy sank four enemy transports that day, saving thousands of Marines' lives from death or from the cruelty of Japanese prison camps. If all the Japanese soldiers that were on those transports had landed, it would have been a very bitter battle.
2: I would like to say thank you to all of you men that were able to attend services today. I know you are all exhausted, but I think as we close, we should pray and give thanks to the Lord for protecting us from the attack that
3: was coming today. Sergeant Culp, would you pray? Dear Lord, we thank you for your word and the message we have heard. Help us, Father, to be strong and courageous in battle. And we want to thank you, Father, for protecting us and for your watchful hand over us. Please be with our Navy out there fighting now. Amen.
2: Thank you, Sergeant. You are all dismissed. God bless you.
3: Sir, you look very tired.
2: Yes, I am, William. But no
3: more tired than you or or anyone else. Some of those men could barely keep their eyes open. I pray this war is over soon. I'm ready to go home.
2: I, I know what you mean, Sergeant. We are all very tired. I wish there was something we could do to help the doctors and corpsmen. They must be completely exhausted working on those wounded men throughout the night.
3: Let's lift them up in prayer, sir.
0: Some of the most courageous men that fought, not only in that naval battle, but throughout
1: the campaign, were the men on the small PT boats. It must have been very intimidating for the crews on those small boats to go up against the much larger Japanese destroyers, cruisers, submarines, and even the huge battleships. But... They did their duty with courage.
2: You know, Sergeant, seeing the fine work that those crews on the PT boats are doing is very inspiring to me. The dangers that they face and their narrow escapes make our own little troubles like fatigue appear like chaff in the wind. They remind me of little David fighting against huge Goliath in First Samuel chapter 17.
0: We have to end the story there for this
1: week. Thank you for listening to this episode. Next week, we'll see the story shift over to the infamous island of Guadalcanal. Thank you, and we'll see y'all next week.
2: But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Psalms chapter 5, and verse number 11.